Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women on life after 50 who are unafraid to age out loud. I'm your host, Katie Fogarty. Good hair days, bad hair days, we've all had them. Today's guest is a woman who has built a career and now a company helping the rest of us look in the mirror and think, I'm having a good hair day. For 25 years, Sonsalas Gonzalez worked in hair care at powerhouse companies like L'Oreal and Procter & Gamble. Now she founded hair care company Better Not Younger, the first hair care brand for women over 40. She joins me to talk about hair care for aging hair, entrepreneurship, and why beauty and wellness brands for the midlife market are focusing on education and community. Welcome, Sonsales. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk all things hair with you, but first I really want to learn how you came to launch Better Not Younger. I read that you started the company at age 52 after years in corporate life. Did you always have an itch to be an entrepreneur? I did, actually, very young, at a very young age when I joined Procter & Gamble, which was when I was 22. I always felt that I was going to do that for a couple of years, and then I was going to go on and do my thing. And sure enough, you're having a great career, and then you have kids and a comfortable corporate life and a good salary and just keep going. And, and I was loving it. So I never really thought about it for many, many years until very late in my career where I started getting that itch again. And that's when uh, when it happened. And so I left uh, L'Oreal at the end of 2016. Uh, at that point, I just wanted to like uh, just take some time off and relax and maybe even retired. And then very quickly after that, I realized that at 52, it was just way too young and I wasn't ready for that. So that's when I decided to to go and create my own thing. I love it. I love that you decided that you were not done yet and you had more to offer. What skills did you take with you from corporate life? Did you Did you bring things that helped you launch this business or did you have to go acquire a whole new set of skills? Both. I mean, I, I brought a lot of things and I had to relearn so much. So what I brought is, first of all, was that discipline, especially from Procter & Gamble, of always measuring success and milestone and business um, performance measures. And that is very important because being an entrepreneur, you can be all over the place. And if you don't know exactly where you want to go and what are the milestones to get there, you can get lost or you can end up investing or wasting a lot of money. So that discipline from PNG is something that I brought on and we have very clear KPIs that we review actually weekly and we adjust plans and thinking and strategies as we go along. So I would say that for sure. The other thing that I brought for from the corporate world was the importance of people and what I used to say, you know, bring the right people in the bus. So in this journey, I had to make sure that that was the case. Now, different from the corporate life, I don't have any HR department to help me find those people and and nor do I have the, the luxury of like bringing people and train them and develop them and all that. So it's been for uh, for me, it's very important, the understanding of the value of having the right people. But I also had to adjust to know that I had to bring people that were ready to go on their own, that did not rely a lot on my guidance, um, that could work independently. And that, that's been something that I had to um, make sure I find in, in my company right now. And, and in terms of, of your, you know, you've, it sounds like you've had to learn how to develop people and develop that HR hat, but did, how did you actually learn to develop your formulations and your products? I mean, did you have a vision for what you wanted or did you then work with an outside company to create your, your shampoos and, and, and new products? 
So that was another thing that, you know, when you work in corporate, you have this, you know, building some buildings with people with white coats that are, you know, developing products day in, day out. And in this case, I, I had a vision. I knew what kinds of products she will need for her aging hair. I also had to go back to sort of to school to understand even more what's going on because I knew a lot about hair, but there wasn't a lot of knowledge out there about why it's changed so much. So I had to learn about that. But then I finally, through my network, I found uh, a chemist, a scientist that was willing to do this part time during her weekends and spare time while she still had her full time job and she had experience in the category. Um, and she was very passionate about the whole thing. And in fact, she started with us very early on and, and we just hired her as a full-time um, chief scientific officer of the company just last month, actually. So now she's full-time. But yeah, definitely I had to, that's to a rely big, on Yeah, that's a big milestone. Congratulations on having that um, success that, that, that you know has allowed you to transition her to full-time. So I'm, I'm curious. So she's a chemist in hair. Your background is in hair care. Um, we all, you know, any woman listening to this show, you know, is familiar with hair care products and, and the desire to have like gorgeous, thick, you know, luxurious, thick, shiny hair. But uh, aging affects our, our hair. Menopause affects our hair, just like our bodies change. So does our hair. So what are some of the common hair challenges that, that you set out to address? And, and, and why did you realize that there was this big gap in the market? Right. So the first thing that any woman will tell you is my heart, my, my hair feels different. My hair has changed. It's drier. It just doesn't have the life that I had before, but nobody really knows what's going on. And so what th there's this lack of understanding and education, and it is fundamentally due to the drop of estrogen. That's the first thing that's happening. And that starts as early as your forties, even earlier as you go through perimenopause. And so with that change, a lot of things happen. So your follicles start to shrink so your hair grows thinner your uh, follicles are or your hair is also going into the different cycles of hair growth in different ways so it may be longer in the shedding uh, phase or in the resting phase so you that's when why you're seeing thinning hair or a lot of hair just coming out um, also because of the change in, in hormones in your body you're going to have less production of sebum so we kind of start drying up and that sebum is what coats the hair what makes your hair shiny and lustrous and and um strong in a way and you lose that also with aging you also um your body's ability to absorb nutrient changes so you may be eating really well but not necessarily your body is taking in all the nutrients that's why supplementing uh with multivitamins biotin is so important because nutrition is very important for your hair and your scalp so that's some of the things but and then on top of all this this is when your grays are showing up so first thing that happens is the structure of, of uh, gray hair is different because it doesn't have the the pigment inside and mm -hmm. that makes a hair wiry and dry. And then when all of this is happening and your hair is most vulnerable, it's when you start doing a lot of things to your hair. So you start dying very often, which is very, very harsh on your scalp and on your hair. You may be using more styling products to compensate for the changes that you're trying to manage. And those tend to accumulate on your scalp. You also have more natural shedding of the skin 
um, your skin is thinner and your scalp because you're losing collagen, you're not producing collagen in the same way. So I know that sounds all very depressing. <laughs> just a little, <laughs> just a little. <laughs> Tell us what's, what's, where's that, where does the hope come in? It's, it's with your products, right? So how do you, how do you address these? Yeah, um, my products and just good habits in general. So the first thing I would start with is nutrition and just eating well, um, and you can complement with a multivitamin, which we have in our line, or it could be a different one. But to be able to take the right levels of vitamin A, vitamin C, iron is very important. Uh, selenium, uh, biotin also is proven to help with the strengthening of the hair. So nutrition uh, or supplementing nutrition is very important. Uh, the other thing I would say is taking care of your scalp, which is something we don't really think about, but the scalp is, it's really where the hair is. It's the only place where the hair is still alive and you can impact it. So providing that right environment to the scalp is more important than people think. And it's not something that you notice uh, the next day you do it, but you will notice, notice that down the road and you will prevent from things to happen. So for example, if you nourish, and stimulate the follicles with the right products. If you clean well your scalp, so you exfoliate it, so that you get rid of all that those products that I mentioned before will be accumulating, or the excess skin that's shedding, that's possibly clogging your pores, which is where your hair is growing from. So taking care of your scalp is very, very important. And do you and do that with Sonzella? Do you do that with your shampoos, or do you have like a special brush or a comb? What is the scalp? Or is that a mask that you're putting on? How do we help? Well, it's help actually, our um, what what we have in our lineup is it's an activated charcoal. It's a very gentle exfoliator. It's not mechanical. You're not going to see any like rough particles because you don't want to um, inflame the scalp. It's just very gentle. You do it maybe every two weeks, and it's just going to take out all that excess skin and excess products. You can also do it with uh, your own shampoo, but it's not as effective as it is with this product. And then in terms of nourishing, uh, we have a scalp serum in our line that is packed with vitamin A and C and E, and it's had ceramide, niacinamide, it's got centella sciatica, caffeine that simulates the follicle, which is just a serum of a few drops that you put in your scalp. And it's achieving that. And it's it's for more the long term. And it's also for prevention. If you happen to have any concerns with thinning or hereditary thinning, you're not necessarily going to stop it, but you're going to slow it down. That sounds amazing. I love how you started off by saying that nutrition also plays a role. So, you, you know, that good hair comes from sort of inside and out. It's like how you manage your scalp, how you manage, you know, the actual strands and locks, but that nutrition plays a role. And it sounds like you offer um, a supplement that helps with that as well. Is that sort of collagen infused? Is it the, is it the, um, the sort of vitamins that you mentioned earlier? What's in that supplement? So we have two. One is a collagen uh, supplement, which is marine collagen, and it's just going to help you with the production of collagen in your body. The other one is a multivitamin with uh, biotin, and this one has vitamin A, C, D, E. It has very high levels of vitamin A, which is a... Um, it's what boosts retinal produ production, so it's going to help with your skin and your scalp as well. It also has iron. It has uh, biotin, like I said before. It's got zinc. So it pretty much covers you um, very, very well across uh, all the vitamin needs that your body may need. And if each of these vitamins have different 
functions. Some uh, help with the, the hair itself, some help with the scalp, um, like vitamin C, for example, uh, with the skin in the scalp. So they have different functions. Biotin is, is to strengthen the, the, the hair um, shaft itself. I imagine that's also great for your nails. Yes, they are very good for your nails as well. <laughs> it's a good but this one, what I love. It's really, really good for your skin as well, which is not something that we talk a lot about, but it really helps with the glow in your, in your skin as well. It's a wonderful byproduct. You also have some other really intriguing products, your lash growth serum, which helps boost your eyelashes. And I want to talk about that after the quick break because I'm really reliant on my mascara. We'll be back in just a minute. Menopause is inevitable, but the symptoms that accompany it don't have to be, thanks to brands like Kindra. Kindra is menopause relief made by women for women. As someone who is actively looking to support female-founded businesses, both large and small, I feel good about choosing Kindra for my menopause challenges. All June, a certain age is talking to women building companies that serve women and consumers focused on wellness and active aging. Kindra does all three. Kindra also offers products that can support your self-care routine. I've made their science-backed supplements part of my day, including the Energy and Core supplements. And since midlife sleep disruptions are no joke, I end every day with a sleep-enhancing supplement. Kindra has a great offer for a certain age listeners. Any first-time purchasers or subscribers get 20% off anything. Use code KD20 at checkout. That's K-A-T-I-E-2-0. Head to OurKindra.com for menopause essentials that work. Okay, Sonsalas, tell me all about your lash growth serum, because I am not kidding. My eyelashes are disappearing to the point that my mascara is my new BFF. I am going everywhere with it. <laughs> tell me if your serum can help and what it does. It, it, it can, absolutely. Um, in fact, the first thing I will say, it's... Um, it's not, it's not going to do, it doesn't have any harmful ingredients. And I'm saying this because there has been some publicity around some ingredients that can be harmful for your eyes, that could get your um, eyes turning yellow. So it doesn't have any of this. It's, it's very, very safe. Um, it is a combination, uh, it's a proprietary combination of many ingredients, in, including uh, panthenol, uh, peptides, um, different types of peptides, hyaluronic acid, vitamin A, um, and then some fruit extras like cucumber fruit extra, um, white tea. And the combination of all this in a clinical study gave very, very positive results with women, um, up to 82% of them claiming to have seen increased density in their eyelashes after uh, four weeks. Ooh. So I suggest you give it a try and you will... Um, definitely see some improvement. You apply it like a um, eyeliner. It's a very, it's a very clear, very easy to apply formula. You apply on your, the base of your eyelashes as if you were applying an eyeliner and that's it. And do you do this at night or do you do it in the morning before you put mascara on? It's really up to you. You can do it at night. I think it's simpler to do it at night because then you just leave it there to absorb without interfering with anything else. But you can do it before makeup as well. There's no problem with that. Okay, I am definitely giving this a, a look. And I'm going to report back to listeners because I'm very intrigued by this. So what made you decide to, to, I mean, this seems like a natural transition because 
uh, all hair, you know, starts to thin as we age, including our eyelashes. So are you thinking that Better Not Younger is going to be primarily focused on uh, hair supplements for hair? Or do you see expanding into other cosmetics? I think the way we want to approach this is to be able to serve her in areas where she's still not finding something for her and speaking to her. And, and that definitely has to do with going beyond hair. So the reason why we got into eyelash and I will um, tell you also that we're going into brow in just a couple of weeks. Uh, it's because our own um, consumers were asking about it and we saw some consumers actually use the serum that we have for the scalp on their eyebrows and we were intrigued and we we hadn't thought about it so much, but then we realized, wow, this brand really has legs to go into other areas where, you know, she's feeling the change and there's not a specific product or a brand that is talking to her and reflecting her values because there are other brands for Lash out there, but it's just the way we, we approach it that, that we think it's part of this um, community that you were talking about earlier. Yeah, it's so interesting that this was led by your consumers. So I love that you responded to them and gave them something you needed. So where are you seeing those types of conversations happening? Is this in your Facebook group? And and should that be where our listeners go if they want to have conversations around the, these uh, topics? So definitely the Facebook group is a place. Uh, we also get messages uh, DM to us through Instagram. And then you'd be surprised, but I get people emailing us. Um, many times people that have bought from us, they email to say, you know, I'm loving your products. And then some people say, oh, I can't wait for you to do this or do that. So that that's where we get some of the ideas. I personally read most, if not all the reviews of our products that are online. I make a point every day to read any negative review. Um, that's the first, that's the one that I get every day. If, if sometimes one, sometimes none, but if I do get one, I will read it and try to act that on it. So I'm trying to stay very close to the extent I can to, to my consumer. Um, you know, as we grow and get bigger, it's going to be harder, but, um, I definitely try to do so. And, and that's, that's exactly it. I mean, they, they, they talk to us, they exchange ideas with us. That's amazing. I love that you're so responsive in that way. So I, I want to circle back to something that you said a little bit earlier. You were talking about how women, you know, at a certain age, as we get older, really start to put our hair through the paces. You know, we have been, we either start maybe coloring it because we're starting to gray and we don't like that, or maybe we've been coloring our hair for decades and, you know, we're now entering our third, fourth, fifth decade of coloring our hair. Uh, a couple of uh, episodes ago in April, we did a very popular show here at a certain age called going gray in a world that that's not. This is episode four for any listeners who may have missed it. You can go back and, and give it a listen. It, it chronicles a woman named Katie Goes Platinum who talks about her transition from hair dye to natural silver hair and how long it took and, you know, how hard it was. And if um, somebody has successfully made that leap, if they've stopped coloring their hair or maybe they just simply went silver naturally and they're now managing a new set of hair, what are the things that your products can help with? What are some of the watchouts? How do you make silver hair look and stay beautiful? Well, first of all, I congratulate women that do that, but it gives us that lengthy, difficult process. 
I have not taken that decision myself yet. <laughs> Me neither. I'm, I'm so just, I just came from the colorist, so I'm not there either. But. <laughs> <laughs> but every day I see more and more women out there, especially after COVID, and I think they look beautiful. And But there is a trick to taking care of gray hair. So one thing that I explained earlier is gray hair can be challenging. First of all, it will feel different in many cases to the hair you had before. Uh, and especially because it doesn't have that pigment, the melanin inside that makes the hair more brittle and drier. And then sometimes it just, as we age, our follicles can change shape. And as they change shape, your hair will grow differently. So you may have had straight hair your whole life and all of a sudden you're seeing some curls or some wiry hairs coming out. So that's the other thing. But the most important thing about gray hair is, is two things. One is the dryness. It'll be drier than the regular hair and you have to moisturize it and hydrate it as often as you can. And the second thing is the actual color itself. It will turn brassy. It will, it's a very porous hair, so it will lift and pick up dirt and uh, things from the environment. And that's when it's gonna make it look dull and it's, it can make it look kind of yellowish and brassy. So um, it's good to not every day, but every so often use a purple shampoo or a purple mask that will uh, put a little bit of those purple tints back in the hair to contrast uh, the color, that, to get rid of that brassiness. Yes. It, it's going to deflect the, the light in a different way so you don't see those, uh, those brassy tones in your, in your hair. And you get this gorgeous uh, silver hair, you know, that really like that beautiful kind of salt and pepper or silver or white. There's so many gorgeous shades and so the purple helps uh i guess restore that and remove some of the yellowing or the the dullness exactly and and if it's in the case of a mask and we have a a butter mask that has it's based on five plant-based butters and on top of it it has this violet uh tint to it and it will help you with both the brassiness and the dryness but it can be beautiful i mean we we grew up seeing maybe the old ladies with short gray hair and now you see beautiful attractive women with long silver hair and and they're just gorgeous in my opinion yeah absolutely i mean i I think the sort of sense of what is what is beauty has really changed and broadened over the the years that you and i have been you know i'm 51 it sounds like i I know that you're past how old are you sonsalas you you started you're 56 i'm sorry Yes. So you're 56. So over the the many years that we've been, you know, uh, consuming the beauty industry, beauty's changed. It's broadened. It's it's more diverse. We have different perspectives. Uh, but still, we see fewer older models. You know, what what is your take on on sort of representation and how important it is? Because your your um, your branding is beautiful. You have mm-hmm. wonderful. Uh, imagery. There's a lot of images of you. You are a gorgeous woman who is clearly aging naturally. Um, what What is your perspective on representation sort of broadly in the beauty industry? And how have you decided to approach it at Better Not Younger? Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Um, well, the first thing I will tell you, it's already starting to change, but it's really accelerated in the past couple of years, I would say. And I will tell you this, when I first went out to do my shoot, my first shoot to to build a website and do some ads. This is back in July of 2018, I think. I called up several uh, modeling agencies and asked them to send me pictures and models for this target, this demographic. 
and they would send me like one or two very old ladies with <laughs> you know very unattractive and i'd say what is this you know and then no we don't have any we don't have any we don't have any and i was so frustrated and my husband overheard me and he said well why don't you go such and such my you know childhood friends who live here in miami and and i said wow yeah i mean and they were so excited to do it and of course it was free and we had a blast doing it and still today the majority of the pictures that you see on my website or my ads are friends they're not we're not paying them for i mean the most i do is send them some products i I was gonna say i hope they're getting all your glorious shampoos (laughs) (laughs) and and they are grateful because they feel like they're doing something different and fun we do not retouch any of the pictures at all. I mean, sometimes even my friends like, come on, have me a little bit of those wrinkles around the eyes. And I said, nope. Oh my gosh. And you know what? Take a look at those women. I mean, they look gorgeous, gorgeous. attractive, accomplished, confident, you know. So uh, it's just amazing that none of the model agencies even had any in their, in their kind of roster of it's so it's so funny. I do for my day job. I do some work where I, I need to source imagery for for projects that I work on, and I think I've gone like you know Getty or iStock. And there's this one um, very attractive, beautiful you know older woman with white hair, and she's in every single ad I've ever seen because it's like the one photo. And I mean, she's probably pay, you know paid for her retirement like ten times over. But I thought, like, this is just one lady. Why is she selling soft drinks and lipstick and, you know, cars? And she's in all of these ads. But I, but I have seen, and you, you may be aware of them, there's this new um, modeling agency called Celebrate the Gray, which really surfaces you know, um, regular women who are stunning with gray hair that they've been using. So they're on, yeah. my, ra- they're on my radar a little bit. And I love that you actually took the, the incredible, gorgeous women in your own life and said, this is what this is what beauty looks like. These are real people who are stunning in, in, in realistic ways, and, and I want to use them as models. So that is, that's amazing. Ha, yeah. has, has your own personal idea of beauty changed as you've gotten older? My own personal ideas? Yes. Um, you know what? I used to, I don't know about you, but in my 30s, I was always trying to be someone else, you know? Um, I was trying to fit in clothes that didn't look good on me or wearing the hair in a way that didn't look for me, you know? And I, it's just like, for me, beauty is this understanding of what makes you feel good is, is good enough. It's, as long as you feel good, you don't have to try to imitate anybody. So I find it very liberating, you know? It's, uh, it's this feeling that I'm so comfortable in my own skin and I, I, and I can see the beauty in myself, which I probably wasn't seeing before. Sure. You know, you know, I was probably a lot more attractive when I was 30, yet I never felt attractive. You know, I always felt like there was something wrong with me. I love the idea of trying those identities on for size, because I think any woman, you know, listening to the show can relate to that. We've all gone through phases where we're like, think we should be something or somebody. And we, it takes a while to evolve into feeling fully yourself. And I love that you see the beauty in yourself now. Do you, do you feel that your sense of beauty is connected in any way to, to your mother? Because I feel like and this, I'm, I'm sort of off the beaten track here, but I, I feel like my mother was very, uh, is a beautiful woman inside and out. And she was very low key in terms of like her makeup and her products. And, and I feel like I absorbed a lot of that. And that's like ultimately where I landed. You know, I went through the, like, you know, the phase where I would like tease my hair like Madonna or wear like pink lipstick or, you know, do all these different things. But 
ultimately, by the time I got to 50, I had sort of almost circled back to the influences of my mother. Well, yeah, I feel the same. Well, one, one thing I will tell you is um, the as I've aged, I seem to look more and more like my mom physically, like to the point that her friends and whatever say, oh, my God, it's like seeing your mom. She passed nine years ago, so it's been a while. But um, I think in a way, like, for example, my mom, I had very, very dark hair over the years. She went lighter because it's normal as you age. Maybe, you know, the lighter tones give you a little bit more light on your face. I did exactly the same thing. Uh, but what's really amazing, it's my mom was, I mean, she was a beautiful woman, no makeup, nothing. I, she was just gorgeous and she was very tall and thin her whole life. And I was like, um, I always, I wasn't as fit as she was, or I had to really watch what I ate all the time. And she was like, so lucky to be one of those women that (laughs) didn't have to ever, ever, ever go on a diet. So you know, to me, I, I got to a point in my life where I said, well, you know what? If I have to go up a size in pants, that's all right. doesn't matter, you know, and I actually have gone up a size. That's okay. So, we all have. It's been COVID. No, we also just get older but, and more comfortable. And, but, I, you know, I would. Uh, yeah. Flat stomachs are for 26-year-olds. Go ahead. Keep going. I'm interrupting oh, you. <laughs> all right. What I wanted to say is that what I now remember about my about my mom that I think I'm doing the most is this sense of confidence that she had whether she was wearing makeup or not whether her hair was she couldn't care less you know like like she would just be herself all the time and and that gave her this sense sense of confidence that I think I have now I love that and it was your does your confidence come from having built this company or did you build the company because you had confidence I think the latter. I think I built it because of the confidence that I have now. Yes. I love this. This has been such a wonderful conversation, Sonsalas. I love how we we circle back to our mothers because that's where it all started. But I do want to ask a quick question before I let you go because you have so many wonderful products. And I I will say to all the listeners to go look at the website because the packaging is beautiful. And I know picking your favorite product is probably like picking a favorite child. I'm sure it's hard to do. But is there one that you turn to again and again that you absolutely love? That is a tough question, so I'm <laughs> going to answer with saying there are two. Okay. Uh, so one is actually the conditioner from our wake-up call line. I am obsessed with this conditioner, obsessed. I love the shampoo as well, but the conditioner is like the one thing, if I'm stranded in an island, this is the product that I have to have, right? Mm. And then the other product that I absolutely love is the Lift Me Up Hair Thickener. Uh, because it gives me that instant sort of volume boost and movement to my to my hair, and it's not a hairspray and it's not a a serum. It's a very unique technology that you just spray it on when your hair is wet and you style it. It just gives your hair this sort of I don't know sexiness and movement and lift that I I absolutely love. Oh my gosh, I'm looking those both up and putting them in the show notes because I know our listeners are going to want those. They sound amazing. <laughs> How can our listeners find uh, you and your products? So betternotyounger.com. Uh, we're also on sephora.com. And we are on HSN if there's anybody out here that's an H- HSN shopper. Perfect. And I'm putting everything, I'm linking everything into the show notes so our listeners can find you. Thank you so much for coming on. This was a lot of fun. 
Oh, I loved it. Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure. This wraps A Certain Age, a show for women over 50 who are aging without apology. Join me next week when I connect with veteran investor Tracy Chadwell, who runs a fun investing in female founders in silver tech, companies that are building solutions for the aging population. Special thanks to Michael Mancini, who composed and produced our theme music. See you next time. And until then, age boldly, beauties. Beauties.